This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome back to Warsaw Fan TV, the Joy and the Pain podcast. Well, 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 we are preparing for Warsaw at home to Colchester. And it's always good to find out what's going on with our visitors. Well, this visitor is uh, John Waldron. Hi, John. Good afternoon. Hi. All right, mate. And uh, Now, John... Um, has followed Colchester for 18 years. Um, he's a reporter now, so he's sort of well in, ingrained in the Colchester mindset. And uh, I, I firstly want to start off with um, Gabriel Sutton, our resident uh, tipster, had got you guys for 10th but, um, after a postponement and then three defeats. Uh, you were looking like the, uh, the whipping boys of the division. And then Saturday, three goals in 18 minutes away to Gillingham, who were trying to turn into Leighton Orient. And um, it's all come good for you. It, it How really... did that happen? Was that coming or has some, a, a player come back from injury or what's happened? I think it, it, it had been coming. It wasn't as if the performances had been terrible before that. Um, you know, they, they were 2 1 up against MK Dons. Uh, with a few minutes to go uh, in their previous game uh, seven days earlier and lost 3-2, which was a real kind of uh, blow. But uh, the performances haven't been particularly bad at all, really. And uh, it was one of those where it all came good for Colchester on the day at Gillingham. They they were good defensively. It was their first clean sheet of the season. Um, they, uh, They kept at bay a team that had been doing pretty well. You know, they'd won four... In a row, um, they all they one nil, wasn't it? All one nil without conceding. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then I think that, that the fact that they kept them nil nil sort of until half time gave them Colchester a bit of confidence, and they went in a, in a break, kind of feeling that you know they could they could win the game. And um, and once they got that first goal, you know the confidence just oozed through the team, and they they played with a bit of freedom, and a, a couple of the young players scored really good goals, and. Um, it was just a really, really good all, all-round day for Colchester. I think if you speak to the coaches and the players, they they probably were confident that it was always going to happen. That you know they were on the right tra- track. It was just that you know things hadn't quite gone their way in the in the previous games. Yeah. So yeah, but it was a much-needed win certainly. And it, it was quite a tough start, really. MK Dons, Wimbledon, and Bradford. Um, not easy games to kick off a campaign. 
Uh, MK Dons started remarkably well, haven't they? But yeah. did they look very good? Yeah, MK Dons um, looked look sharp. But, um, you know, Colchester were unfortunate in that um, their first game of the season was a home game against Swindon. And there was a lot of anticipation ahead of that game because Ben Garner was the former Swindon manager. Um, there were yeah. one or two links there player-wise as well. And for that to be called off um, and so late as well, you know, it was a waterdog pitch on, on the first day of the season. It's completely unheard of, really. Um, and it was a yeah. it was a blow, really. It was, you know, the, the, obviously the players and the manager, they, you know, let's move on to the next one. But, you know, the, that was a real shame. And then, of course, it ended up being that the first game of the season was away at Bradford, which was a tough start for them. Um, they had the Carabao Cup game at Cardiff City before that, which was a toughie as well. And a lot of travelling. Um, and so, you know, this was a, a tricky, a tricky start for Colchester United. And uh, I think, you know, that that's why perhaps we shouldn't read too much into their results early on you know there's been a lot of transition at the club over the summer and um i think it does take a, a little while for, for those players to sort of settle into the squad so um yeah it's 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 been a tough tough opening few weeks for them but i think um a lot of relief after the gillingham win i think it was um a similarly tough start for warsaw um we all thought morecambe were going to be sort of uh, teetering down the bottom but they've started very well and then we had stockport and uh wrexham so that's that's not the games you want to be sort of just slowly tiptoeing in with a new team. Um, yeah. Last season, Colchester were were down there, and then uh, a bit of an influx of players and uh, sort of pulled you out the depths. Um, how did you go through that personally? Was that uh, the torture, the pain that we mentioned? Yeah, there was a lot of. Um pain along the way I mean it, it was a funny season really last year because they started with Wayne Brown in charge and he went in September time and they appointed Matt Blue <laughs> Matt Bloomfield excuse me um who um was kind of no one really expected to be named as head coach it was his first job um he came in from from Wickham and um actually lifted the, the team and, and did particularly well and then January as you mentioned there that there were a lot of players that came in and the club spent a bit of money to Kind of shore up their position and it took time for those again for those type for those players to gel and to and to get used to to being at the club and and matt bloomfield then went to wickham to take over there and then ben garner came in in march and so there was a lot of change at colchester last season and a lot of things going on and um in the end ben garner got them over the line had a, a particularly good run sort of towards the end of the season april time and um, um that was that was what did the trick but it was it was a tough tough season for the fans and the, and the club really and um you know it's it's been a tough three seasons really in terms of staying in the in the division and um battling against relegation towards the end of the season really yeah well Walsall have had a, a similar game i was surprised actually uh colchester i thought i thought they had like new owners or something the way they were splashing the cash but um it was just fear of going down and they sort of the board decided hang on we're gonna spend some money yeah i mean it, it raised a few eyebrows i, I think sort of within the division um, you know, there was a few comments sort of made by managers after games sort of about the, the spending that had been going on. I don't know if they were actually mentioning Colchester by name, but certainly I think there were one or two references to, to the amount of money that had been spent. Is it kind of surprising when really, it's Colchester United have never really been that sort of club? Um, you know, that, that a lot of emphasis at Colchester is there in the academy and a lot of money is invested in the academy in order for those players to come in and, and play for the first team and eventually go on and play for higher teams. So um, it was quite... Um, um, a difference in in approach really from from Colchester. I mean, 
one of the reasons was that the owner perhaps felt that he was in a bit better of a financial position than perhaps he was six months, 12 months before that because of yeah. COVID and so on. It, it was a difficult time for him in particular with all of his businesses. And I think he felt perhaps in January time that, you know, he was overcoming some of those problems and there was a little bit more money for, for the club to spend there to, to bring the players in. And as you mentioned, you know, they were in a position where they needed strengthening and needed to, to have that lift in order to move away from, from the danger zone. So, um, you know, and essentially it worked because the likes of Connor Hall and Fikra Kelleher and Tom Hopper came in, loads of experience um, and, and lifted everyone and, and played really well. And uh, Arthur Reid was another one. Um, and it did the trick in the end, despite the sort of managerial upheaval. Yeah. Um, it, we had a, a fans forum last night and uh, they were talking about the development squad and that sort of stuff. Uh, have you had a lot of players coming through the uh, the youth team then? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's... Um, it's something that the club and particularly Robbie Cowley, the, Cowling, the chairman, have been very um, quick to sort of emphasise over the years. And he personally has put a lot of money into it. He really believes in young players and, and he wants to see them do well for Colchester. They're in the professional development league, so they're, they're competing against some of the, the top academies in the country. Um, and the result of that is that you have got individual players coming through quite regularly now, playing for the first team. So at the moment, the likes of Junior Chamadu is is the main kind of uh, standout player. He's just yeah. been named in the PFA Team of the Year for League Two for last season, and had already been named in the League Two team, and and was named Young Young Player of the Year for League Two last what's year. He, what's his name? Champion. Ju Junior Chamadu. Yeah. If you... Out Chamadu. Yeah, he's nineteen. Out, the one begins with T. Yes, that's right. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um... Chamadu. Yeah. I got he's, you. He's... Playing on the right side of midfield. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a right back, but he can play right wing back. He's very fast. Um, he loves getting forward, but also he's, he's a pro very promising defender. Um, he's been linked with a move away all through the summer to, to championship clubs. It's not quite materialised yet. It could happen before the window closes on Friday. Um, so it may be that he doesn't play Walsall on Saturday. But, um, you know, he's, uh, he's probably one of the, the biggest success stories to come out of the academy for Colchester. Uh, no, he's, he's 19. 19. Yeah, he made his debut at 16, um, so it feels like he's been around a long time, but he's still very, very young. Um, um, and Noah Chilvers, as I mentioned, sort of a playmaker, has come up through the ranks at Colchester. He's been there since the age of eight. He's 22 now, uh, vice-captain, um, regular under Ben Garner, and he'll almost certainly play on Saturday. So uh, they're two main ones. Samson Tavido is another one who scored um, against Gillingham on Saturday um, and uh, is really thought of very highly by Ben Garner, um, who's put a lot of faith in him and a very strong kind of um, robust striker um, that defenders hate playing against. So he's <laughs> one to watch as well. So, But there, there's two or three others that are really knocking on the door. And I think Colchester had five academy players on the pitch at one time or another last weekend. So they, they really do put a lot of emphasis That's in there. That's good. Yeah. Well, um academy development seems to have stalled. Um, of course, the uh, the Premier League teams sort of grab off some of the uh, the better players as we know, and it it does make it a very expensive thing to maintain um, a development team. Um, what with the youth players, and then you can get sort of first year scholars, which we generally do, but then of those, it's only really the elite of those that get through. Mm. So it was only two that came through last season. 
Um, and I, I think it might have only been one the season before. So uh, that that supply line of young players um, has sort of halted, really. Um, so Walsall have been looking more to pick up players released from Premier and Championship clubs. Yeah. Um, I think there's quite a few doing that. Um, one of the questions to the manager last night was about the fact that we haven't got a development team or a reserve team playing in a league this season. Um, the the manager Matt Sadler was saying he gets basically behind the clo- behind closed doors friendlies against anyone anybody and he can sort of grab them anytime he wants. Yeah. So um, that's that's a different a different route. Um, I, everybody likes one of their when one of their own, as it were, um, gets into the first team. And of course, they've got so much more passion for the club mm. having come through that. So I can imagine the likes of uh, Chamadou and Chilvers and uh, Tavidi are, are going to be sort of like Colchester through and through, and um, are going to have a, a positive outlook and positive mindset for the club. Yeah, uh, saying that though. I, I... Colchester have gone down the route of bringing in Premier League Championship young players on loan as well. They're combining yeah. the two. They've got a very young squad, really. Um, so you've got the likes of Owen Goodman, the goalkeeper from Crystal Palace, who's yeah. started every game so far. Um, Mauro Bandera from Arsenal on a season long loan. Um, you know, these kind of guys, they're, they're, they're at Southampton. Nico Lawrence has come in on, as a centre-half. So... They're also looking at that. They've got good contacts within the game. And, um, but of course, with young players, they're still learning, essentially, aren't they? And yeah. you're going to get that in games. I think with what League Two's become, it is sort of like a a, a match time stuff for developing Premier League players. Um, mm. so we've got a couple of loans. Um, one from uh, Motherwell, I think he was. Um, Ross Tierney. Um, I could have that completely wrong. <laughs> and um, from uh, Lincoln, um, Harry Draper. He's a 19-year-old who uh, is very, very impressive. Very, very solid for a 19-year-old. Uh, very quick. Got really quick feet. Uh, he's just got the one goal so far, but he he looks like he's a, a proper old player. Mm. It's one of those that you wish you could keep him permanently. And um, after the occurrence of last season don't fall in love with lone players was the uh was the tagline uh, we had danny johnson on loan from mansfield um it was never going to end well when you got a competing with the team in the same division and you got somebody on loan but he scored 15 goals in 30 for us um and then in january they pulled him back and uh, tripled the price that had been agreed for his transfer so uh, that didn't happen. But then he was out of contract end of the season and he came back to us permanently. Mm. So uh, we've got him there now up front with Draper. And uh, Walsall, again, similar to Colchester, really, have got a very young team. Yeah. Um, I think six or seven of the 11 were sort of like averaging 20, 21. Right. So um, it's difficult. Got a few experienced heads. One of our experienced heads was... Um, a left-sided centre-back, previously left wing-back with Stockport, uh, Chris Hussey. Mm. Uh, he's in his 30s, 32, I think, 33. Well, he got sent off, so uh, he's not going to be playing on Saturday. So that's one of our experienced heads. And um, a player that we'd brought from Newport, um, 
I call him the priest. Um, Priestly Farquhar, so I don't know whether you've come across him. I, heard, I definitely heard that name, yes. <laughs> it's not an easy name to keep saying, so hence why no. I went priest, really, just for reduced editing, as you can imagine. <laughs> um, hopefully, he's going to be back, but he hasn't featured yet this season. So we have been uh, putting youngsters in, um, mm. young, inexperienced players. Again, it was sort of when I was looking at the squad, there was like six, seven of the players had got less than 50 senior games um, each. Yeah. Um, and of those games, a lot of those were not EFL games, they were non league games. But they're starting to find their way. And um, keeping clean sheets is something we've not really uh, we've not done yet. So uh, that's something we need to tighten up. I think the uh, the manager is sticking with three five two, but um, maybe four at the back with uh, Chris Hussey missing may work. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to see. It's going to be uh, a tough one. It's one that Colchester don't need to win, obviously. <laughs> um, Warsaw desperately, desperately need to uh, get things moving. We've got another tough month. Um, with uh, some tough away games coming up. Um, I think Salford is uh, the Saturday after. So uh, that's uh, another one. Our away form has not been great, really. I think uh, other than in the FA Cup, we haven't won away from home this this year yet. Really? Oh, dear. So that's not good. But generally, at home, we have been better. Mm. And uh, as we said before, we went online that uh, 2014... Mm. what's that 2014 was the last time you beat us was it no just looking quickly now yeah just um may may 2014 was the last time colchester won at warsaw and it was a one nil win uh i seem to remember uh frankie kent making his debut who's gone on and played for peterborough and um is now at hearts um that day but um yeah it was a very much a, an end of season feel to to that particular match um the colchester scraped the one nil win i think it was craig eastman that scored from memory yeah. Um, but no, that was the last time Colchester won at Warsaw, so um, it's not been a brilliant, ha happy hunting ground for, for the U's over the years. Well, hopefully on, on this occasion, we, uh, we'll have to see whether we can uh, put, continue your pain and, on, and visiting Warsaw. But I mean, obviously the uh, the win at Gillingham um, has woken up the division mm. to the potential of Colchester, without doubt. Um, as I say, Gabriel Sutton got your tip for tenth place finish. Do you think that's um, think that's on, or do you think that's a bit uh, optimistic? No, I, I think that would be that would be pretty accurate. I think Colchester be hoping it would be even higher than that. Really, I know it's uh, they haven't had the, the start that they were looking to to have, but um, it's a long season. I think as they go on and, and the players get used to sort of being at the club, and and Ben Garner sort of sits on his maybe his, his best his best team and. Um, you know, I think they can they can certainly move up that table, and um, the playoffs shouldn't be something that they're you know that they feel they can't achieve. I think they certainly they can they can get up in, into that area. It's just um, keeping players fit is important, isn't it? And I mean they they've had two or three depth of the squad as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and um, you know that, that's going to be tested in the next week or two. Cause, uh, you know they've had a couple of injuries already, and you know Nico Lawrence, who I mentioned, is. Um, could potentially be out for Saturday's game. Um, you know, he's 
been starting every match and is looking really solid. So um, he'll be a miss for them. Um, Ellis Iandolo, uh, um, who came in from Swindon in the summer, is another one that's out for you know at least six weeks. Tom Dallas in the yeah. centre half, another one. So, you know, it's not ideal when you're having injuries sort of piling up a little bit at this stage of the season. But um, I would expect um, one or two new, new faces to come in before Saturday's game, um, before, the you know, the deadline um, uh, happens. So um, you'd imagine that, you know, there might be one or two debutants playing on Saturday. Yeah. It's, um, it's a tough one, really. I think because we're now pretty much a 100-minute game, Mm. Um, it's been able to use the bench. You need a stronger squad, don't you? Know? It's really important, isn't it? Yeah, you need players that are going to be able to come in and hit the ground running as soon as they're asked. And, you know, one thing Ben Garner has done is he's brought in players that can play in various different positions. And mm. I think that's a deliberate move, really, that, you know, there are versatile um, performers in that squad um, that can that can do a job for him. Um, and, you know, a lot of experience as well as youth as well. So, you he he probably feels that he's got the right blend at the moment, but I think he, you know, speaking to you right now, I think he would like at least two or three new players in that squad before the deadline close, closes because depends whether um, the uh, the money's available. And say uh, Chimandu, if he moved on, he would provide the funds, I guess. I think that's it. I think a lot of it hinges that on balancing uh, budget balancing uh, game, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Especially when you've spent a few quid in the in the summer already. Um, and then you're looking, you're going to the chairman, sort of asking for even more before the deadline closes. So um, I think, you know, as you right, rightly say, I think Junior, if, if Junior Chamber did move, I'm probably, you're probably looking at at least a million for him. And that would be massive for a, coach, for a club like Colchester United. Um, and I, I would imagine some of that will be reinvested in the squad. So whether that's for this window or for the January window and beyond, I don't know. But uh, uh, certainly would affect um, their strategy going into this, like, this last two, two, three days of the window. Yeah. So, um, if if Chamadou's there on Saturday, he's the main man to watch for, isn't he? I would say he's he's one of them. Um, um, yeah, he's he's up there. I mean, Samson Tavide for me is the one that's sort of catching the eye. Not only I'm because he's a, yeah, he's he's a young, he's, a, he's very very sort of um, lively young forward. You know. He, if you're up against Samson Tavide as a centre half, you're going to have a very tough afternoon. You might not have, you know, maybe he may have a brilliant game, he might not, but he'll always give absolutely everything. Uh, and it'll be is a, he a big, Is he a big, strong guy, is he? Strong, really strong young lad. He's, he's um, street wise as a striker, um, you know, and he, he's got, he's, he's obviously undoubtedly ta talented as a forward as well. He knows where the goal is. Um, he's learning all the time, but. Um, you know, he he will give as good as he gets against any centre half. Um, what, how, old he, how old was he, John? He's only eight, um, he's eighteen or nineteen. He's still a teenager. Yeah, yeah. similar to Draper, then I guess. Yeah, yeah, he's he's very young, but a bit raw still. Um, he's only just sort of you know broken into the picture the scene all of your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go partner this with your team playing champagne football perfect order mcdelivery now on the mcdonald's app there's nothing quite like a mcdelivery at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com the talk sport fan network is proudly teaming up with free for mental health awareness week this year as football fans we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, 
When it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. First team squad, you know, in the last 12 months yeah. or so. But, um, you know, I think he's he's kind of relishing the fact that Ben Garner really has a lot of faith in him and trusts him. And he's really showing that potential now. And, uh, you know, he was man and, my man in a match against Gillingham. Um, yeah. It's his all-round game. Um, so, yeah, I think he would be... He's the one probably for, for fans to look out for on Saturday. Yeah, the number nine and the number 22. Then Fevrier, what do you know about him? Yeah, an interesting one, Jaden Fevrier. He came in from West Ham last summer, um, was released by West Ham. Um, came in last season, didn't really have too much first team action. Mostly playing for the under-21s. He's still only young himself, I think 19, 20. Um, has come in as a winger, but has actually been playing as a wing back for, for Colchester this season. He's got really a lot of pace, very fast. Um, he, he had a very good game against Cardiff in the Carabao Cup. He, you know, he, he set up a couple of goals and just yeah. just kind of hit the ground running really in that first game of the season. And uh, he's not really looked back since. Um, has done really well for for Colchester um, in the, in the you know, first few games of the season. So yeah, he's uh, another one to watch. Yeah, it seems seems like you've got a, a a very attacking team, similar to Warsaw, really. Yeah, I think it should be a good game on Saturday in that respect. And yeah. if you look at I'm, what I'm going to give you nil nil, will it? Well, uh, famous last words, but you, you'd like to think that there'll be goals. Um, I, I mean, Ben Garner is that sort of coach. From He's coach. a very good manager, isn't he? I, I was surprised he left Swindon, but I think that was uh, he saw what was happening with Swindon because they're they're always in financial mess, aren't they, Swindon? Yeah, I mean, he had that fantastic year with them when he got them to the playoffs and they lost to Port Vale in the semi-final uh, on penalties. And that, that was really unfortunate. And then obviously he was gone after that, went on to Charlton Athletic. And he's been unfortunate, really, with regards to stuff that's perhaps gone on off the field with both of those clubs, which has um, inhibited his own progress as a head coach. Um, yeah. But I think Colchester fans were delighted when he was appointed as the new manager. Um, and Ben seemed very, very happy to be at the club and still does. It's got Scott Marshall alongside him, who's an experienced coach, who's been with him at Swindon and Charlton as well, ex-Arsenal defender. And they, they seem to work very well together, the two of them. Um, yeah. What Colchester fans are liking at the moment is that they've brought in managers from outside. Um, Matt Bloomfield and now Ben Garner was before the club were, were very much sort of appointing uh, internal managers. And that that it got I think fans were getting a little bit tired of that. I mean, so I mean, it was, it was very, quite healthy for Colchester to bring in a. You've probably heard. You've probably heard. You've probably heard the term uh, the cheap option. Well, that could be that could be argued. Yes, but I think if if you're Robbie Cowling, the chairman, uh, he he would suggest that it, it you know these he's got some talented coaches within his club, and he he feels like he, he you know it's only fair to promote them and to give them the opportunity to to flourish and that's what he's done with a lot of the guys like Hayden Mullins, Wayne Brown, you know, Joe Dunn over, over the years and for you know one reason or another it hasn't worked out for some for most of them. But um I think it's it's a breath of fresh air really to have someone come in from an outside point of view and, and look yeah. at things from afar maybe and, and just make make decisions and it seems to be um a slightly different approach now for conference yeah. Walsall had made some uh, brave appointments. Um, Mike Flynn looked like a, 
he was going to be a great manager for us and that sort of went uh, went south um over defensive um and just no life to the team really um but now Walsall have gone for the cheap option <laughs> uh, Matt Sadler who'd been a coach with the previous three managers and um, a former player and uh, he's been given the helm now the last uh, period of success Walsall had was with Dean Smith in charge Dean Smith uh, went on to Brentford uh, Aston Villa and uh, more recently Leicester and and he was very successful but he was the Warsaw youth team coach mm. so um he sort of came alive um with the Warsaw team and maybe Matt Sadler can do the same um but it's early days and um mm. many fans are sort of like oh we've gone for the cheap option a couple of poor results and it's like oh well it's because you don't know what he's doing but I mean I think they all know what they're doing and it's a uh, it's a case of whether they get that stroke of luck, I think, sometimes. Yeah, and you'd like to think um, when a when a manager's appointed that's familiar to the fans and has history with the club, that they're, they're likely to, that the supporters are likely to give that manager a little bit more time, perhaps a little bit more patience. Possibly, not, not all fans. <laughs> no, 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 there's, you know, and I, that's understandable because they want to see their team successful, of course. Yeah. And, and, but with Colchester, there was always a lot of goodwill towards the the internal appointments uh, yeah. you know, it was just sometimes it just doesn't work out and there's an air of sentimentality there uh, as well which um perhaps um doesn't help but uh yeah it'd be interesting to see see how matt sadly gets on it's... yeah over the years we've had uh, we've had some funny ones um john whitney he was the physio mm. that got given the job and he kept the job for three years um and then um uh, Brian Dutton, he was the coach that got given the job. And it was sort of, it did echo cheap option. Mm. But Warsaw got a bit more money behind them now. And um, we've <clears throat> got a much better squad, a much stronger squad than we've had for a couple of years. So it is looking better. But then you need the man at the helm who's capable of taking it forward. Um, Graham Alexander was in the running. Um, but matt sadler was the uh the best candidate for the job ahead of graham alexander mm. and um so seeing graham alexander with mk dons at the top of the division is does smart a little bit as you can imagine but uh, it's it's where you end up i suppose and yeah. uh, mike flynn we were sure that um swindon were going to get boring football and then they go and win six yeah so it's, it's water oh it's but again, it's what's it going to be like at the end of the season? Mm. Um, you got to give them time, haven't you? Absolutely, yeah. It's very early days. Um, yeah. And what, what's your what's your predicted lineup for Colchester on Saturday? Uh, I would imagine they'll have to make at least one change because Nico Lawrence, the, the centre back, was injured at Gillingham, and it looks like it it could be something that might keep him out for a few weeks. So um, okay. that's a, that's one. I think I think Owen Goodman will be in goal. And then you're looking at uh, the three centre halves there. I'd imagine Fika Kelleher, who came on as a substitute for yep. Nico Lawrence in that game, will start um, on Saturday. He's um, he's a he's a very good defender, and um, he's actually scored in that game. So he's, he's uh, welcome back to him because um, he's a very popular popular yep. player with, with Colchester fans. Um, 
and um, yeah, he'll come in. And also Connor Hall will play in uh, centre half as well. He's the captain, uh, who was at uh, Port Vale last season and um, was one of Colchester's January signings. So he'll be there. The two wing backs will be um, Junior Chamadu and uh, Jaden February, I'd imagine. Um, Plenty of pace there, as you said. Absolutely, yeah. They'll use the width of the pitch as much as they can. Um, you've got um, Arthur Reed, who's sort of sitting midfielder, combative midfielder, who sort of keeps everything uh, ticking over in, in the centre of uh, mid midfield. Uh, Noah Chilvers is another one who I mentioned earlier, the, the young lad who um, has come up through the, the academy ranks at Colchester. Um, and then um, it, it's, it's kind of tricky because I, I think probably he'll go with Samson Tavide um, up front. Um, and then whether or not, you know, the new sign, any new signings come in or you could revert back to sort of, um, you know, the, the team that, that played against um, Gillingham. The, Will Greenwich is another one who did particularly well and he, he'll probably play as another centre-half. So I'd imagine it'll be three, three at the back with wing-backs and then you've, you've got the, the two sitting midfielders and then... Like 3-5-2 uh, yeah. or 3-1-4-2, kind of? Uh, yeah, 3-1-4-2 sounds, sounds about right. Yeah, I think it's quite a fluid formation for Colchester, but, um, yeah, that, there's, you know, there's a lot of kind of... Um, changes during games as well so um but then you know, they'll, they'll look to play the ball around and um you know attack as much as they can really that, that that's the, the philosophy so far um so that's gonna be um you're definitely gonna be at us yeah i think so i think that because of the, the the win at gillingham i think um there'll be a lot of confidence in the team hoop, i would think yeah yeah absolutely um, um so i think that'll, that'll give them a boost and you know, especially as it came away from home, I guess that you know that the fact that they, if they can do that at Gillingham, they'll feel they can do that anywhere really in the division. Yeah. Given Gillingham start, so um, yeah, I think it should be an interesting game. Hopefully, I'm worried now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Warsaw um, have gone three five two, pretty much uh, all the time. But with uh, Hussey out, it is possible, uh, as I mentioned earlier, that we might go four at the back. Yeah. I think if we did go four at the back, that would likely to be um, young Joe Folks as right back with uh, Liam Gordon left back. And then Daniels and McKenty, um at the back four. But um, it's about the Priest, really. If the Priest is fit to play, we'll stick with a 3-5-2, um, mm. which would then be Priest, Daniels. And then on that left side possibly McKenty moving over there or young Harry Williams. He's only 19. Um, I think he was brought in from Alf Church really as a backup, backup player. But um, mm. he's played virtually every game so far. Um, so he's he's been getting more game time than the, perhaps they would have liked. In the midfield, the midfield three is getting set now with... Uh, Ryan Sturk, former uh, former Birmingham, um, spent some time with Mansfield on loan last season. Uh, he's impressed, got his first goal um, last Saturday. Uh, Ross Tierney and Isaac Hutchinson. Isaac Hutchinson, he is the frustrating one, really. Um, all the opposition managers talk about him as if he's like, we've got to try and keep him quiet. And he is such a... He's such a talent, but so inconsistent. So, um, obviously, during his inconsistent times, that's when people are trying to keep him quiet and doing a good job. 
Um, he's probably not the most combative, but um, he's quite good on the ball. So how well he plays may determine how well uh, Warsaw ultimately will play. He's um, actually got a Colchester link. Uh, he's, his, his younger brother is that Colchester, Jake Hutchinson. Oh, oh, is that his younger brother? Yeah. Yeah, oh, he, okay. he's not he's not actually figured much for the first team, not at all really in pre-season. Um, but he's one that a lot of the fans want to see more of. He scored yeah. goals for the for the youth team and he's been out on loan at National League level last year with Aldershot. Um, yeah. but just doesn't oh, seem Aldershot, to, that was it, yeah. Yeah, he just doesn't seem to have had a, a bit of an opportunity really so far. So, But he's been playing regularly for the under-21s. So. So uh, his, his big brother sort of leading the light with it? Well, yeah, it's, it seems like a talented family they've got there. For I was going to say, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's whether he can uh, top it and, uh, and keep going, isn't it? That's the, mm. that's the thing. Um, if we've got the wing-backs in full flight, you'll have uh, Tom Knowles. He's returning to fitness. Um, it was his first game back last Saturday. Um, so he probably won't play all of the game. And Liam Gordon on the left, he's a very uh, athletic uh, wing-back. Doesn't quite get forward enough for me. Um, it's just a confidence thing, I think, just to keep him going. Um, up front, Danny Johnson is... He knows exactly where the goal is, and he's a, yeah. a finisher. So he doesn't miss many when given the opportunity. It's just getting the ball through to him. And then the other guy, Freddie Draper, as I mentioned... He's uh, 18, I think, coming up to 19. Um, he's an absolute terrier. And um, he's very strong, very quick, very good feet. Um, he's got an assist and a goal, I think, in his first couple of games. But he's going to do very well. But both him and DJ, Danny Johnson, they're not... I wouldn't say they're fully fit. Um, that's what Matt Sadler was saying. He has been uh, taking them off sort of round about the 65-70 minute mark because they're not quite their fitness yet. Mm. Which um, Aramidi Alti, a player we picked up from Crawley. Ex-Colchester. Um, yeah, oh, ex-Colchester is he? Yeah. Yeah, but he's, um, he, he was at Warsaw previously on loan and wasn't very impressive. But every time he's come on, he's looked very, very good. He's looked very, very good. Mm. And uh, he'd be really pushing for a start if it wasn't for the fact that we've got DJ and Draper up front. Mm. I think um, if we were to go three at the front um, in a 3-4-3, three, three, it would definitely be the left-sided attacker on there. Did he do well for Colchester, did he? Um, yeah, he, he, I mean, he, he didn't. He didn't. He wasn't at Colchester for particularly long, and he, he didn't get too many opportunities. He wasn't starting much, really. Um, no. He was more coming off the bench, so we didn't see too much of him, to be honest with you. But um, he looked a skillful player, um, you know, talented player. Whenever he was on the pitch, he just perhaps yeah. didn't get the opportunities that that he would have wanted. So he, he wasn't at Colchester particularly long time. He was only a loan, a brief loan spell. So, yeah. but Danny Johnson is one that Colchester fans will look out for because Colchester were very heavily linked with. Danny um, in January um, and there, you know as I'm sure you remember well there was a lot of speculation at the time wasn't there with Mansfield and what was going to happen with him was he going to sort of go to stay at Walsall or was he going to go back there and play and he 
Um, and Colchester were, were, were very heavily linked with him, but obviously didn't didn't materialise. I think uh, Danny Johnson had, had loved his time at Walsall and wanted to come back to Walsall, I think. Um, originally, the this is all alleged uh, figures, but originally Walsall had agreed a fee of 75000 to buy Danny Johnson. And then at the last minute, the chairman said, no, just a loan. Um, and then in January, Walsall tried to buy him and uh, he put a £225,000 uh, price tag on him when he's got six months left on his contract. So you can imagine how long that conversation was. Yes. <laughs> and then Walsall had him for nothing six months later. So, um, and then he, he pretty much sat on the bench for Mansfield. So mm. it was uh, cut off your nose, spite your face kind of thing. Uh, but Danny Johnson was just really keen to come back to Walsall. Walsall had loved him. He'd played his best football got his best goal return for his career so he just really wanted to be here and yeah. uh he sort of settled and uh, he's got a couple of goals without a game which uh, a couple of games without a goal even um so i think he'll be back on on target saturday i would guess so, talking um, of strikers um, I, I, I failed to mention joe taylor for colchester united now i don't know how because yeah. he's had a great start to the season um i think he's got four goals he's coming from luton town on loan yeah. And, um, you know, it was a bit of a coup, really, for Colchester. He played in the playoff final against Coventry, had a goal disallowed, scored one of the penalties in the shootout, yeah. uh, effectively a Premier League player. Um, he's, he's signed for Colchester on, on a season-long loan, and um, he looks um, a really good signing. You know, he's very fast. He's knows where the goal is. Um, you know, he's a good link-up player as well. So, yeah, him and Tavide, that, that could potentially be a very good partnership. Yeah. I think the uh, Warsaw's back back line is a bit sort of disturbed at the moment. I think that's not helping. Uh, hence why we've conceded a few goals. So uh, that's going to take some uh, take some trickery to uh, keep that clean sheet, which is what we're looking for. And the only player I haven't mentioned so far is one that's dividing opinion at Warsaw. He's <clears throat> um, likely to be an off the bench player for us on Saturday. And that's Jamil Matt. Oh, yes. Um, now, everybody knows about Jamil Matt. He's got a tremendous goal-scoring record. But since he's been at Warsaw, he's only got the one goal. It, it, it's just not quite happened for him. He's struggled with a few injuries. He's just not quite got there. At the fans' forum, people were saying, like, oh, he's finished, just get rid of him. And uh, the manager was very strongly defending him. Um, it's just getting him the right kind of service. Mm. Um, he's great, yeah. Yeah, he's one player that has scored quite a few goals against Colchester over the years. Has he? Oh, we're gonna get it. We'll start him. Yeah. We'll start him then. <laughs> he um he broke Colchester hearts a few years back because Colchester went on the final day of the season and went to Lincoln and won three 0 and Lincoln had already been promoted, uh, which was a fantastic result. But they needed results elsewhere to go for them to get into the playoffs, and he scored for Newport, I believe um that day and to, to rob colchester of their playoff place and so colchester fans will, will always remember him for that but he, he scored against them for, for other teams i'm sure forest green and one or two others so yeah he's he's one that um you know there's certain players that that seem to do well against certain clubs and he's, he's one yeah Colchester don't don't really like seeing at the end of last season when uh, when we couldn't get dj <clears throat> after january Warsaw brought in matt stevens and jamil matt which is like the Matt attack from Forest Green. Yeah. But um, 
Matt Stevens had just recovered from an IC, just on his recovery from an ACL, and uh, Jamil Matt had been struggling with an injury, and neither of them shone at all. No. Um, when they came in, we thought, "Blooming heck, these would be even better than DJ," but it it didn't happen. No. And um, <clears throat> I think that's part of the reason why he's he's, he's not seen particularly well at Warsaw at the minute. And uh, he needs a good goal, I think. He needs a goal or two. Yeah, the thing with strikers, if you if you can get that goal, it really does make a massive difference, and it can, you yeah. can actually kick on from there. It changes everything, really. Yeah. But I was really confident about Saturday until talking to you. So thanks for that, John. Oh, I'm sorry about <laughs> that. Yeah, but you wish I'd um, to me now. <laughs> score prediction? Uh, I tend to sit on the fence a lot and I probably will again, I'm afraid. I think I might go for a draw. I think Colchester are very capable of, capable of scoring goals, um, but they are capable of conceding as well. Although obviously it was a great clean sheet at Gillingham on Saturday, but um, yeah. Um, as, as we mentioned earlier, I think Walsall has always been a tough place for Colchester to go to over recent years, at least. Um, so I'm going to go for one all draw, I think. One all draw. I'm hopeful for a win because we really need a win, uh, both for the manager and uh, for the confidence of the team, which never bounds well when that's the reason for you wanting to win. But I think I'm going to go for a, a very narrow um, one goal win. Um, whether that's 3-2 or 2-1, who knows? But um, I would say to anybody watching, anybody listening, don't bet on a nil-nil draw. That's <laughs> very wise words, given the, certainly from a Colchester point of view, that you're going to get some entertainment, hopefully. Yeah, well, that's it. Well, Warsaw have been much more entertaining this season. We're creating a lot more chances, creating a lot more goals. We've got about nine different goal scorers in our first 11 goals. Is uh, crazy, crazy, crazy. <clears throat> well, anyway, thanks very much for coming on, John. It's a pleasure. Um, as we say on the channel, the joy and the pain. Hopefully, a bit more joy for Warsaw, and just a, just a little glimmer of pain for Colchester before a solid season, I think. So uh, we wish you well, but not for Saturday. That's the uh, that's the essence. Well, thank you very much. It's, it's been a pleasure to, to be on your show and uh, let's hope for a good game on Saturday. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be an entertaining game. I'm sure it'll be fun. And, uh, good one. Thanks for watching. Cheers. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.